Welcome to the Innovation Conversation, a podcast about innovators, both in business and real life. Hosted by myself, Ricardo Pesqual, and Harry McDonough. Today's episode is sponsored by Hyperskill. Hyperskill is a learning and training platform that enables people from all over the world to learn new tech skills. If you're looking to learn new tech skills, this is a platform to choose. You can find out more about them on hyperskill.org. Today, we are talking with Tali Lotus from Kaya Audio, an artist, a musician, a speaker, and creator of what we think is the next big thing in microphones. Thank you so much for coming to the Innovation Conversation. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, me and Harry are both quite excited to hear more about Kaya Audio, especially because our first event, the microphones didn't work. So uh, I think you'd be the right <laughs> person there. to start this out. Yes, I was there and experienced it. Yes. <laughs> Were you thinking, oh my God, this is horrible. These guys don't know what they're doing. And uh... I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking um, I, I should have just plugged my mic in mm -hmm. and yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it would have been part of, of a, a great pitch. So yeah. But tell us, tell us about Kaya Audio. What do you guys do? So we create sustainable, versatile, innovative microphones using mm -hmm. MEMS technology. Um, our debut product is a MEMS microphone. However, going forward, um, we plan on launching a range of devices which include microphones, not just which are for performance and for home recording, but floor microphones, as well as also venturing into the um, hearing impairment sector. Mm -hmm. So creating um, really versatile hearing aids and supportive devices in that sector too. So, yeah. so how do you come up with the, the idea? Because I know you're a DJ as well, right? Mm -hmm. I had a little bit of background research and it's quite, quite cool. So how yes. do you come up with, with this idea? So um, my background is actually in sound system. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a sound system household. So for anyone that's not familiar with sound system, just think not in Hill Carnival. Yeah. So that's my background. That's where I come from. Launched my own mm -hmm. um, sound system in 2016, engineered by myself um, and designed by <clears throat> craftsmen in that area. So I have bespoke um, equipment. Um, and toured really successfully up until like 2020, mm -hmm. 2019, 2020. Then the pandemic, as we know, yeah. struck and there were no live venues, so no opportunity to really do what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, going forward, that's what I always saw myself doing. I was working, but also doing that as my kind of, um, yeah, my creative um my creative outlet, mm -hmm. but I always wanted to do that full on, which I am doing now. So at that point, there were no live venues and I thought, should this happen again? I don't want to be in this situation. And that's when I really thought I need to create a product mm -hmm. whereby, you know, it bypasses the fact that there has to be a venue as such. Um, and also it was about, yeah, the opportunity because of the pandemic, but also because of my legacy. I didn't want it to end, start and end the sound system. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted it to be something which could be globally available and um, really encourage the next generation of creatives to design and go into manufacturing. So, yeah, that's how it all came about. <laughs> it's a very impressive journey. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so how did you start, I guess, come up with the idea? Because it's a very innovative technology. I know mm -hmm. you've use quite a few keywords. MEMS is a big one. And yes. for our audience out there, what is MEMS? Or? So MEMS stands for Micro Electromechanical System. And basically, not to bore you with the audio jargon, it's basically um, a very small circuit board which is programmed with all of the information that you would generally just find via mm. electro, what electromagnetism does by itself and through other um, operation types mm -hmm. 
it uses it via a very small device which is built into the microphone so it's it's really it's 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 we didn't create the MEMS technology. It's 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 available and we use it in our devices, but mm. it's not been really supported in the audio world when it comes to microphones. And so, whilst our mic is also available using traditional methods, mm-hmm. we wanted to accompany that with something innovative, and that's why we decided to use the MEMS. Interesting. We were talking before before we started recording, and you mentioned you have already what was it three thousand pre-orders? Yes, which is absolutely crazy. That's such a good product market fit. So, yeah. how are you finding like people finding your company? Like, is, is it coming naturally? A lot of people say, "Look, this is exactly what we need." Um. So, over the past couple of years, um. So we successfully crowdfunded ten thousand pounds, which allowed us to get started with the first, um prototype and mm-hmm. product and as a result of that we then use that in a I suppose creative research product with 10 creatives who mm-hmm. um, tested the mic and used it in in their you know creative way so to speak so their feedback as well as um, the backdrop of of Kaya audio stems from uh, Kaya sound system so I already mm-hmm. have quite tra- a lot of traction from that mm-hmm. um, yeah so there's been creative research projects that have been going on for the yeah. past two years as well as we have something once a fortnight called Kaya tribe features mm-hmm. which is basically our way of um, staying in touch with our audience and amplifying the voices of the unheard so mm-hmm. we have um, creatives be they musicians DJs, singers, rappers, spoken word artists, and we feature them once a fortnight on our page. Okay. Um, and that way, um, yeah, that that's how we get to, yeah, keep our community. Yeah. yeah, that's that's I suppose. Have, have they all tried the the prototype or? Majority of well, the majority of our creatives have. Yes, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, they have. That is so cool because you literally. They love the prototype so much. They went on the website and have done a pre-order. But we're talking about three thousand people. That mm-hmm. is really, really good traction yes. for for any startup just starting out. So it's it's brilliant. Um, we're both very curious. You're raising, but you're not raising tons of money. You actually have a, a very uh, modest figure in, in place. Yes, so I do. Tell I us, know. tell us all about that. <laughs> so yeah, our raise is for a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, and that is based upon the fact that we already have our prototype and have revised it a few times so we already have that in place really the majority of of what we need will be for um hardware and mm-hmm. for marketing um so yeah it's it's not the kind of millions that you know a lot of or not, not even a millions but yeah, yeah it's not it's quite modest it's it's funny because you know we, we talk with a lot of people and it's always some people ask for investment because they want to try out an idea, whereas mm-hmm. you have actually done the other way around, the correct way, which mm-hmm. is you went to market, saw what the market liked, mm-hmm. the market gave you tons of feedback, you created a prototype, they've actually tried out the prototype mm-hmm. so much that they actually want to buy, mm-hmm. and you have now 3,000 clients waiting mm-hmm. to buy the prototype, right? Yes, yes. So yes. it's just a matter of fulfilling those orders. It's, it's really a good position to be in. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a very good position to be in. Um, I think, you know, it's it's something whereby I think it's it's a lot of manufacturing um, obviously doesn't well yeah 
it, I think it's it's definitely a good place to be just because of what it is and what it represents, not just in terms of the audio world, but I think in terms of manufacturing, I think in terms of creation, I think in terms of design, I think in terms of underrepresented groups, I think in terms of being a woman engineer in electronics and music, mm-hmm. I think it really does. For me, it, it's more than just a microphone. It, it speaks for me to a lot of, you know, um, different sectors that I you know am present in which are very much underrepresented and so it's it's more than just a microphone. It's a very good uh, piece to build that community, showcase yourself and also kind of as you said say that there's more to it mm-hmm. but you mentioned I'm guessing around seven really key words there you know women empowerment, women in tech but the one that stood out there was the manufacturing side as well because mm-hmm. there, there aren't that many women in manufacturing and it's a mm-hmm. very in general, underrepresented area from just a female perspective. Going into that in a little bit more detail, mm-hmm. how did you actually design your system or the actual microphone itself? How did you kind of go into the manufacturing space, which one is incredibly complicated to mm-hmm. go by and very expensive in the UK? And you know, where did you go? Who kind of helped you narrow it? And I know from our previous conversation, uh, and a big shout out to Dean Williams mm-hmm. from Goldsmith, did they kind of help you in that in some regards? or? Is this something you just done for um, research? Definitely shout out to Dean. Um, he's he's an incredible man and has yeah been supportive of um, Kaya Audio in the last few months. So massive, massive um, shout out to him. Um, but prior to that, um, a lot of it has been done. Um, I would say primarily by myself and primarily by the people that I have had um, as part of. So mentors. The, Mentors, absolutely, as well as people who are part of the team. Um, so in terms of mechanical designer and in terms of an electronics engineer um, who have experience in design and manufacturing. And so they kind of supported conversations here and abroad. Um, and so, yeah, that was a massive, massive help. Um, still very much... Uh, Still, still very much uh, a labyrinth of people and companies to really um, get around. Uh, but yeah, definitely a massive help. So what definitely. was the first stage? Because did you go to a prototype company to actually design this? Or was it just friends who were electronic engineers and manufacturers? No, and- so how it all started is I said, I don't even know what happened. I, I think that... The pandemic happened and I thought, yeah, I don't want this. I don't want to be in this position again. Mm -hmm. And I thought I need to therefore design something. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to design this microphone and kind of put a very basic sketch together of what I wanted it to do. And yeah, kind of done some research on what it could do and what was viable. Mm -hmm. Um, I then, so that was really based upon my experience in engineering and my electronics experience. And then I thought, okay, I, I know a certain amount and kind of where I've always had, uh, you know, a side to me, which is always upskilling and always learning, done some Udemy courses as well. Um, and then thereafter set about finding uh, individuals who could then, you know, take what I had learnt and fought to the next level. And that's when I really um, started searching for a mechanical designer mm-hmm. and electronics engineer and I found those via Upwork. Okay. 
Okay. Um, no, I found my electronics engineer via Upwork, and then he then put me in touch with a mechanical designer, and that's how we all came together. So yeah, that's that's really how it started. Very international reach on that side. And if you don't mind us asking, how many iterations of your design did you have until you kind of got to where you? So want we're to be? now on uh, number three slash four. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, that's pretty cool. I I just think you know, the the whole story and how it got started and your background, um, you know, in music and then creating a product that you already have clients for. It's absolutely brilliant. And Thank it's you. so hard to find that type of traction with, with most startups. Because mm-hmm. they always say, we have this idea and we're going to go to market. And then the market will tell us what they want. Mm-hmm. But you're actually doing it the other way around. You've yeah, spoken with I, the market before, right? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Spoken to the market. And I think for me, with Kai or my vision for Kai Audio, I think where I when I first started out, you know, back in 2020, 2021, it was very much, you know, this is going to happen mm-hmm. overnight. And... Um, it's going to be great and yeah. you know I'm going to be international and Oprah's going to be using my mic and mm-hmm. you know GMTV is going to be I just had all of these you know miraculous thoughts which haven't to date mm-hmm. happened however yet yet, so yet. yet. however yeah. I've actually now become very much more aligned with a very organic and slow growth mm-hmm. you know like for me I want people to buy the X3E which is the microphone mm-hmm because of, yes, it's technology, but ethically because of what it stands for too. Yeah. Um, I really do want it to meet ethical consumers' um, needs in terms of how it's created, what materials it uses, you know, who's designed it, who, you know, yeah. and yeah. So for me, a really slow organic growth is what I want rather than a speedy kind of overnight success that not necessarily would crash and burn, but really doesn't have the essence of, I think the whole of, of how I see Kaya Audio mm-hmm. um, and, and its, its expansion, so yes. Are you returning feedback from all the individuals that have used it? Because you mentioned you've got the community, people kind of engaging with it. Have they given you any good positive feedback, any negative, have you taken Yeah, some and I think that's why we are now on, you know, three slash four um, version, revision of the, microphone i think that yeah based on their feedback and based upon what we you know it's, it's a constantly changing space mm-hmm. and i think what's also important to mention when it comes to audio is that it's very much a lot of the time it's tech and audio whereas i think it's very much just as important if not more mm-hmm. you know the audio side of things like yeah. you would know from you know the the first it's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> audio so, is very important yeah audio is yeah. very very important but i think for a long long time it's been treated as that kind of distant second cousin in the background yeah. so you put on the end table at the wedding kind mm-hmm. of thing but it's so so important and i think that what we are trying to do with kaya audio is is really amplify that in terms mm. of the importance you know because i always say things like had it not been for the microphone and mic technology we would have mm. never heard my, martin luther king's speech it would have been right. you know reduced to a room and those people in that room mm. however because of the amplification of the microphone and mic technology it's just in our voice notes it's in our it's, it's, mm. it's in our phones it's in everything it's in our alexa it's in everything so mm. i think yes tech is very important and i think audio just as much, so I think that's that's really what I want to do through Kaya and yeah. amplify that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, right now we 
I don't think there's a single day we do not use our microphones for one thing or the other, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might be on our phones, might be in Alexa, yes. or uh, what's the name of the Google thing, or, you know, the Apple one, but Siri. we... Siri. Siri, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hate Siri. <laughs> uh, also Alexa, uh, but yeah, but we use microphones all the time, and having a good quality microphone mm-hmm. does make a good, a good difference. I mean, even for our podcast, we've been blessed with these uh, Rode ones, but I think that one of the reasons we're able to do the podcast in the way we do it is because the microphones are good quality. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if we were to buy something off Amazon, then it's always hit or miss, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know if they're good or not. So yeah, I can definitely see a, a immense value you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. With that. So yeah. what's the next steps for you? Let's say uh, in a year's time, you, you've launched, you've got your product out there, you've just raised a hundred thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself going? Oh, so yes, this is really exciting. So. Um, this time, so we're now in 23, 24 October, having launched the Kayak 3E, which is our debut product, um, I would anticipate that what we'd be doing is using all of the feedback um, that we've received from the mic and ongoing research and innovation in terms of our next product, which will be um, a lapel-styled microphone, um, and using that feedback to create that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah will have launched a debut microphone and really research and innovation into the next um, product um, as really as well as um, expanding our audience I think I, I, I really see I've, I've never done a podcast and I haven't done a podcast purely because I want to do a podcast with my mic yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah a podcast um, also and very much an integration between the world that I come from and mm-hmm. the world that I, I wouldn't say aspire to be part of, um, but I think I, I want to bring together with my background. So when I say that, what I mean is I'm from a sound system background, which is very cultured and very underrepresented groups mm-hmm. um, in comparison to the audio world which is very shopfront global platform and a lot more money you mm-hmm. know so I really see uh, what I would like to be doing is really merging the two together and I'm working um, we're working on something that that does just that you know because I think that there's a lot of innovation mm-hmm. in the underrepresentation um, that needs to that doesn't have the money that doesn't yeah. have the support um and so really bringing those two worlds together is, is what the, that's I what i think it's, it's the most interesting about your company is that you've hit every single thing that most investors will look at and say you know what this is a really good company to invest in thank you <laughs> no because because this is hard getting this much traction you have tons of followers on social media mm-hmm. you're literally building a microphone based on the feedback that artists have given you mm-hmm. to what they want from a microphone and most people never manage to do that managed to get that far mm-hmm. do you th- what struggles have you had so far in going out to investors and saying hey look at me i'm super relevant and i have a very solid company and idea um what are the challenges i think the challenges are i would cons- i consider myself a creative mm-hmm. um uh, and i'm a creative who has very much had to live a very logical life because of you know being able to fund you know just being able to get ahead you know I have a daughter also and so I've had to live my life very logically despite being a creative and I think therefore when it comes to that very um, I wouldn't say studious side because I've you know been to university I have a degree I have a master's um, 
really refining all of that creativity into an application, for example. Um, so that's a massive challenge, even though there are things widely available. I think that, you know, having the right terminology, having the right support, that's a massive, that's been a massive issue in terms of Kaya being able to secure funding. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say um, grants and application writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say that one of the other issues or um, one of the other issues that I'd, I'd say definitely grant and I'd, I think it's um, just support in that area like mm-hmm. I feel like I don't there's not a lot of black audio females in manufacturing do you know there's there's mm-hmm. not a lot of support it's a very male dominated industry the audio world so there hasn't been a like this I've had three mentors but none of them are directly from that space. And yeah. so I'm really on my own, you know, in terms of, yes, you can support and, and assist, but there's only so much that you can really do before it's like, I, I can't answer that question or I can't really navigate you. So a lot of that has been through my own networking. And I think it's, it's <clears throat> yeah, that networking has resulted in there being really good connections made but mm-hmm. i'd say one of the other things is time yeah. and man and being a solopreneur almost you know like yes i have people that are part of the team but mm-hmm. we all have lives outside of that in, yeah. in order to survive so it's really time management and um having enough time to do it all getting back to emails and following up and mm-hmm. and um continuing a conversation yeah. you know not just getting what you want and that being it because then you know, there'll be a point, no doubt, in the future that you'd need to link back to that person. So it's very, very important to sustain relationships because I think before the money for me is that relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I, money's very important, but I think building really good relationships with key people in those spaces is is vital to the longevity and the life of any company. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes right. sense. It's a very detailed explanation. We're, we're kind of flat <laughs> yeah. on that side because it's, it's, yeah. grants is a, a main thing, but in most cases, it's uh, for a lot of people, is that time management's a really big thing. Grants yeah. take a really, really long time, specifically when you go for a grant, it's about hitting that criteria. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, from what you described, you know, hitting an EDI angle, but also a woman in tech, woman in manufacturing, mm-hmm. they're crying out for stuff like that, but it's also finding the ones that are out there, making sure you hit, was it, there's usually five weeks you have to fill out that application, but mm-hmm. you, you also mentioned you've done an Innovate UK grant as well, mm-hmm. and usually it's going on the line of you need to find a university partner, you had to get people to back you, you need to do all this stuff, and it becomes quite hard because you've got to make sure the universities have time for you, or mm-hmm. whoever you're working with can actually fill out an application on time, yeah. and that's what... That's the hardest thing, because if you could say, hey, I've got one day, I can fill it out, you also have to work on other individual schedules as well, and that's where it becomes complicated. Yes, and that's why I mentioned about maintaining a relationship being key, because you can have someone on paper, and that's literally all that they are, and it's the same with an investor. You can have an investor, and you've got to really specifically know what you want from them, because, again, you could just have someone that gives you money, which is fine if that's what you want. However, if you're looking for an investor who actually is in the space and can give you, you know, information that's really going to help you on that journey, then that's completely different mm-hmm. again. So, 
yeah, I think it's key to to knowing. Obviously, yes, as I, you said, I recently applied for Innovate UK. I was unsuccessful because of a very, very, um, yeah, schoolboy error, um, which again, I think came down to just time. Like I'd spent so much time on the application and then at the last hurdle when it came to, you know, the video and not making it on, um, I, I set it to private instead of unlisted, mm -hmm. and then your application is immediately. That's a, for a tiny mistake like that, yeah. that, that is very hard. And you don't get any feedback based upon that, so you don't get, you oh. know, you don't get the money as well as you don't get any feedback, so okay. yeah, that's, when I got the result on, on Monday, I was like, I don't know whether I should, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, because it's not saying that your application's not good enough, but then it's like, you still haven't got what you want, but I think it's, it's just, yeah. I think it's with those, it's, even though your business might not be completely relevant, mm -hmm. as long as there's a tiny bit that's relevant to a particular challenge or criteria, mm -hmm. you'll always be successful, because again, at Connected Places Catapult, we do, we run a lot of competitions, mm -hmm. and inside the knowledge, a lot of the SMEs that apply for us, a lot of them aren't really relevant, however, we often find it difficult to find individuals of certain criteria, i.e. outside of London mm -hmm. in these specific niches. So it becomes very hard for these companies to go out and find individuals that really want to apply. And often it comes down to the time of, if you don't apply, you don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But from when you're done with the first grant, you'll find that there'll be another grant that come out that yes. will come out soon because it's a creative space. Mm -hmm. The UK is mm -hmm. investing millions in creativity, new tech, trying to promote individuals. and and grow because the UK wants to become this creative powerhouse, doesn't it? They want to take it away from China. And for a big instance, I go to the Philippines, Ricardo's probably fed up on that side, but a lot of film production is <laughs> actually done. I'm not, I, I want to go to the Philippines now. A lot of film production is done in the Philippines, yes. like cartoons and other areas. And you know, you've outsourced it all, now they want to bring it back. So there's, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of potential there. And over the, uh, what's it, the next 10 years, that space is going to be huge. So you're yeah. going to have a lot more opportunities come out very quickly. And yes. all I would say is, practice the grants, mm -hmm. just submit them. After you've done three of them, you're all you're gonna be doing is copy and pasting because it's the same thing and you'll be quick fire over and over. It's just, mm -hmm. that's the way it goes. Yes. Because Harry's a bit of an expert when it comes to grants. <laughs> okay. Uh, he loves his grants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. But again, you'll often find it's copy and paste. Once you've done the first one, it's the exact same questions yes. or very similar questions. And then it's, how do I answer those questions in such a way that it matches what they're looking for, which is, what is their challenge? Mm -hmm. What is their criteria? Have I actually met all of them? Yeah, no, I, and I think I have definitely got to that point. Obviously, it would have been nice to get the feedback, mm -hmm. um, but I, I personally feel that, yeah, the application that I submitted was at that, at that, um, at that oh, bar. Yeah. You can um, get the feedback, it's just the issue you'll find with it is they've probably got 500 applications and oh, probably 200 of them yeah, yeah. ask the feedback and they all have to go out and then it's not them actually giving you the feedback. It's yeah, whoever's funding it, whoever's sponsoring these competitions, it's mm -hmm. getting them to feed back into the company who will then give out to you. Yes. So it's quite a lengthy process. But, yeah. but if I imagine, like you said, it, it is quite hard to manage everything all at the same time, right? Cause you're, Absolutely. You're, you're still, you still need to get a, a, a way of funding yourself. You still need to manage your family. You're mm -hmm. trying to launch the business all at the same time. And it's a lot of things to juggle at the same time. We know how complicated it is with the podcast. The number of times we have arguments, not arguments, but little, uh, you know, misalignment situations where we say, okay, we need to do the videos here, we need to do the audio there. And it's, it's complicated, right? It's yes. always a jungling game. And you never know exactly, you know, am I going to manage to, you know, keep all the, the plates spinning at the same time or not? And it's, it's hard, yeah. 
It is absolutely like um, I spoke with Dean today. We had a catch up and I said, what do you think I should do next? He said, I think you should take two weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, again, something that you just don't, mm. you know, feature into a life of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all kind of systems go all the time. Um, so what so is that? Because when you do your own business, mm-hmm. you often throw yourself into it full time, mm-hmm. especially having a family, kids, other other commitments as well. Yes. Do you find that this is now taking up a huge chunk of your time and it's something you focus on consistently? Even when you go to sleep, it's thinking about how can I do this? Like, do you switch off? Cause I don't think I switch off. Um, and yeah, it's definitely not the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think I'm doing more and more now is really funneling or filtering ways of still being, um, I wouldn't say positive, but still being um, proactive in what it is that I'm doing because it's like I've come to, got to the point where I, I need money to now progress. Um, but what I've done as a, as a result of that, of kind of not wanting to just be still, it's really about how do I feature Kaya Audio into mm-hmm. the other day-to-day, you know, my day-to-day life without it just being about the mic and launch of the yeah. mic. So, you know, um, more um, more interactions and um, more interaction and more integration in terms of my music and DJ and things like that, doing that a lot more and really being present in terms of what's happening in the audio space mm-hmm. um, rather than just the mic, the mic, the mic, the mic. Yeah, but you've done the right thing there because you've built a business and constructed an idea based around your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of individuals, they'll often do a business that is, oh, I, I work in finance, but I want to do gardening. Mm-hmm. Or so, you know, some, sometimes individuals do what you've done mm-hmm. or they do something completely different. Or worst, they work in gardening and they want to do something for finance because they think that's how it works, right? Yes. And it, that does happen every once in a while. But, but then you've got your clients right next to you. Yes. You've got prospects, clients, feedback, that community, and you, you're already in there. So it's not like a, a huge shift from what you're yeah. doing into something no, else. No, absolutely. And especially with my sound system. Mm-hmm. So I haven't toured the sound system for like two and a half years now. Um, and so really, because that is where it all started, you know, yeah. Kaya Audio started from Kaya Sound System. And so really integrating that as part of the, you know, Kaya's journey is, is essential. So really, you know, like working with industry leads like Pioneer or whoever it might be that allow for me to, yeah, do what I, I always, how it all started is a big thing part of going forward without you know becoming really disheartened with oh mm-hmm. the investment hasn't come and you know mm-hmm. and it's taken longer and what have you but really just being able to channel that into my creativity in other ways yes I want to throw something out there mm-hmm. would you ever consider GoFundMe because you've got the community you've mm-hmm. got the base you've got the connections yep. and that could be an alternative for you to offer hey once this mic is complete I can actually give you a prototype for a, a yeah, I have had that suggested. Um, so we did crowdfund for ten thousand pounds in twenty twenty one, and that literally went like that because yeah, it's ten thousand um, pounds, and so that really took care of our first, uh, I'd say, part of the first prototype and trademarking, and also um, you know building a website etc. Um, GoFundMe. The only reason I haven't done that is because. 
there was a, up until a point there was a point it was like I've already done crowdfunding and mm-hmm. I don't want to seem like I'm still in need of you know public funding so to speak but you should because there's tons of company you keep on going back and back to it like a million times okay because you, you've done something you've got yeah. the 10 grand you've built the site you've got your prototype like wow my my I, even if i gave a pound that's actually contributed mm-hmm. and yeah. i know it's 100k to us it's a lot of money mm-hmm. but to investors it's not, not really a lot is mm-hmm. it yeah. especially, 100K yeah. quick, quite quick. especially with attraction because you know you have clients willing to buy mm-hmm. and then it just it, it makes perfect business sense because you say okay I invest this much money, but then I know there's clients because I can mm-hmm. see the client list and they all try the prototype. They all love the idea. They're yeah. definitely going to buy. Yeah. So it kind of becomes, it's like a, a short bet because, okay, you get the, the 100K, but at the same time, we know where it's going to be spent. It goes straight to the consumers yes. and we know we're going to double that money, triple yes. that money, yes. you know, whatever it might be the case. Yeah, so. no, I think that's very valid and it's something that I definitely need to revisit. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think I was mentioned earlier, I think um, a big part of, you know, Kaya Audio is is that ethical stance. I I really do want for it to be a microphone that meets ethical needs. So, yeah. And that'll be through that community building, fundraising, rather than a big individual Mm -hmm. coming over, here's a check. Yeah. How do you know if they're ethical or (laughs) they do other stuff as well? Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. Makes but sense. Thank you for your time on that side, and it's 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 been fantastic learning about Kaya Audio and and your journeys. You know, it's just beginning, but the way you describe it, there's a, there's a lot of potential. Yeah, I I don't think there's you know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's any kind of other black female woman in manufacturing audio. So yeah, I think the future's definitely bright. We've got just... LinkedIn and try and find something. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, just once once we get over the hurdle of, of the investment and mm-hmm. money, then I think it's Kai Audio has a very bright future. I think so as well, yeah. I hope so. Yes. And I cannot wait to try the microphone on our yes. next event. Yes. Which I'm sure will be a million times better <laughs> than the megaphone we use. So yes, I'm quite looking yes, forward to that. Yes. No, definitely. Um, Tali, thank you so much for coming here. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, especially investors, hello. Uh, how can you do that? So you can reach me on socials. So on, well, yeah, on socials, Kaya Audio. You can get at me there. Uh, so it's just Kaya Audio on Instagram, as well as um, audio dot by Tali Lotus, which is my name and personal um, page. But then also via email and which is tali at comeasyouare.com. So yeah, I'd say Instagram, email, that's and the website, please do visit the website, which is www.kayaaudio.com and you can see the mic and you can read our story and our journey as well as the real foundation of Kaya Audio, which is about the sound system. So yeah, have okay. a look and yeah, get in touch. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank Thank you for having me. Thanks.